Welcome to Linda's Corner, a podcast created to inspire hope, increase joy, and motivate positive change. Hi, my name is Linda Bjork. I'm an author, teacher, speaker, blogger, and founder and executive director of Hope for Healing, which is a nonprofit charity designed to help alleviate symptoms of depression and anxiety, relieve stress, build confidence and self esteem, and heal relationships. You can learn more by visiting our website at hopeforhealingfoundation.org. For today's episode, I'm going to share a segment from one of my books called Crushed. If you're joining us for the first time, I would suggest that you start at the first podcast, since stories tend to make more sense when you read them, or listen to them, in order from the beginning to the end. Chapter 13. You Spot It, You Got It. It was an interesting exercise. I had never done anything like that before. We walked from person to person, pausing long enough to spend a few seconds looking into their eyes until an impression came. Then, writing a word or phrase on their paper and moving on to the next person. After completing a circuit around the room, we returned to our seats. Now, Take a moment to look at your paper and see the qualities that other people see in you, Suzanne said. I read what the other ladies had seen when they looked into my eyes. Beautiful, hopeful, gentle, pure in heart, loving, giving, happy and kind, genuine, caring, so strong, eternal progress, powerful leader and teacher. It was difficult not to start crying. How could they see those things in me when I couldn't perceive them in myself? Now, I want you to think about the things that you wrote on everybody else's papers, Suzanne said. Whatever traits you saw in others, is because you also have that same quality within yourself. And that's why you recognize it. So, on your paper, either mentally add all those qualities or actually write them down. I wasn't expecting that and stopped to think about the qualities that I had seen in the other women and written on their papers. I saw a lot of love and compassion in them. Although each person was different, that was a recurring theme. The traits that we see in other people, whether good or bad, are things that we recognize because we have them ourselves. If you spot it, you got it, she said. If you spot it, you got it. I mentally repeated and wrote it down in my notes. That means that if we are annoyed by certain traits, then we should be searching ourselves for those same behaviors, Suzanne continued. If we're critical and annoyed with others, we would do well to look inside ourselves to see where we may be behaving in a similar way. If we're positive and at peace with the people around us, then that's a sign that we're in a good place ourselves. 
Remember, if you spot it, you got it. Okay, today so far we've discussed relationships. Now we're going to talk about progression. Remember, the three keys to happiness are identity, relationships, and progression, Suzanne continued. Progression is what makes us feel fulfilled and happy. The opposite of progression would be stagnation. Or how about this word, damnation? What do you think of when you hear that word, Suzanne asked? Isn't that eternal punishment, someone offered? You're right, but the word really means to stop progressing, in the same way that a dam stops the flow of a river, she explained. So using that word suggests that in our minds, the worst punishment we can think of is that we stop progressing. I've never thought of it that way, I mused. Progression is a process of becoming, Suzanne said. The goal is to become your best self, and that requires change. We're going to talk about a couple more laws, the law of cause and effect and the law of gestation, she said. The law of cause and effect is related to an equal and opposite reaction, but in a way you may not have thought of before. As we make effort to reach what we want to become, then what we want to become also takes a step toward us. Likewise, when we take a step away from what we want to become, it also takes a step away from us. Therefore, don't despair if what you want seems far away, because it will move towards you as you progress, so that you only have to go half as far as you had imagined. The law of gestation refers to the natural law that there is a period of time between an action and the related result, Suzanne said. Usually, we use the word gestation to refer to pregnancy. We all know that it takes nine months gestation between the conception and the birth of a child. That same word could be used when we plant seeds in the garden. Usually, packets of seeds will have information printed on the back of the package that tell us how many days it takes from planting the seed until you can expect to have ripe produce to pick. Unfortunately, the healing process does not come with a printed label telling us how long it will take between the action and the result. We only know that there will be a period of time required for the effects to grow and mature. We simply have to keep going with the assurance that healing naturally takes time. And that can be difficult when we're used to instant results. We get upset if it takes a few seconds for a program to download. We want an instant fix. Just know that's not going to happen. These things take time, and there's really no way around that natural law. This line represents your path. It is a combination of your past experiences and actions and choices, she said as she drew a straight horizontal line on the board. This point represents today, she said, and drew a point at the right end of the line. 
This is your point of power. Today, you can choose to continue the same path that you have been traveling. She continued the horizontal line further. Or today, you can choose to take another path. She went back to the point on the line that represents today and began a different line slanting upward from that point. Today is the day for action. Your past does not determine your future. Your present determines your future. There is another law, she continued, called the law of perpetual transmutation. That means the energy of the universe is always in a state of motion. It may change from one form to another, but it's always in motion and never standing still. We want to capitalize on this ability for energy to change form. Ideas that we create mentally or spiritually can come to reality. They do become reality. Have you ever heard the phrase, As a man thinketh, so is he? That isn't just a catchphrase. It is a reality, she said. We have things that we want in our lives and we either draw it to us or push it away by our thoughts. One tool that we can use to draw what we want toward us is through the creation of a vision board. A vision board is literally any sort of board on which you display images that represent what you want to be, do, or have in your life. This can be a powerful tool to help clarify concentrate, and maintain focus on a specific life goal. As I was preparing for this women's retreat, I placed a picture of this room on my vision board with a cluster of women gathering there. Twice a day, I would focus on that image and then close my eyes, literally seeing the women come to fill the room. There are other tools as well, she continued. Do you remember that I created an after story for this retreat? I made an audio recording of what I wanted it to be like and listened to it every day. That was my mental or spiritual creation of this event, which helped form the physical creation we're all enjoying this weekend. I am a mentor, Suzanne said. I help people move through the process of creating goals and turning them into reality. Some of this is done through teaching, but a great deal of it is accomplished through a process called return and report. Return and report is pretty much what it sounds like. I give assignments to my clients, and they text me to let me know if they did it or not. There's no pressure or negativity. It simply creates a level of accountability and helps people stay on the path. Chapter 14, Jamie. It's time for our next guest speaker, who I'm so happy to have join with us today. Jamie and I have been classmates in mentor training, Suzanne said. She drove two hours to be here with us now since she had another appointment earlier today in another city. I had a plan for what I was going to teach today, Jamie began. But during my drive today, I had a distinct impression that I needed to change my presentation to share a certain story. It had rained recently, and I was driving slowly through a dirt parking lot. 
It wasn't muddy, and my tires didn't sink as I moved slowly along, she said as she drew a simple picture of a circle setting on a horizontal line to represent her tires going over the ground. As I looked at the cars parked around me, I noticed that each one had sunk slightly. You could even make a guess at how long various cars had been sitting in the same spot by the depth of the hole that the tires made. She drew another circle to represent a tire setting on a line with a pronounced dip in it where the tire rested. She turned away from her drawing to face us and asked a question. Do you know what this kind of dip is called? Is it a rut? Someone ventured. Not exactly. A rut is a long, deep track made by the passage of wheels, and this is just a stationary dip, she explained. After a brief pause, she continued while pointing to her figure on the board. This is called a depression. A depression is caused by holding still and not moving forward. A depression is caused by a lack of progression. Her words, though softly spoken, crashed over me like a wave. It felt as though her words were directed specifically to me. And they were. After the classes were done for the day, Jamie pulled me aside. I didn't want to mention it in front of the whole group, she told me privately. But when I got the impression to share this story, I also had the impression that it was for you. Perhaps my depression was caused, or at least exacerbated, by my lack of progression. I felt that I had failed at everything I attempted, so I stopped trying. I gave up trying to swim to shore and resigned myself to the task of merely treading water. Your past does not equal your future, she continued her presentation to the group. Just because something has been a certain way does not mean it has to be that way in the future. What is your ideal for five years from now? What is the best it could be? What is your dream? What would you like your future to be like? I'm going to give you a few minutes to write your impressions. I wrote of happiness and rich relationships with my family. We're having a family dinner and everyone is gathered together and everyone gets along. I wrote about what I wanted for my children, about their happiness and success. I wrote about my dream backyard and how beautiful it is. It's a place where we want to gather. I wrote until I ran out of time. Jamie pointed to the mountain view outside the window. These beautiful mountains weren't always this way. Mountains are formed as a result of Earth's tectonic plates smashing together, causing earthquakes and volcanoes. They are now peaceful and beautiful, stable and strong. But they were created in turmoil, upheaval, chaos, and pain. Your past does not equal your future. The turmoil you currently face can be part of the creation of something beautiful. But we have to ask for it, and we should be asking for the best. I looked out the window at the mountain in front of me. I had never given thought to the idea that it wasn't always the majestic beauty that I saw before me. It had been created in turmoil, 
That was a powerful object lesson as I compared it to my own life. Could I really be peaceful and stable like a mountain? Its serenity and beauty now held a deeper meaning for me. What are some of the things that keep us from our goals, she asked. Together, we made a list of obstacles, including distractions, fear, pride, doubt, frustration, other people, failure, embarrassment, difficulty, uncomfortable, effort, takes too long, criticism, lack of support, etc. Okay, obstacles are going to happen, but I want you to see them in a different way, Jamie said. Imagine that you're walking along a path and an obstacle drops in front of you. It doesn't have to be a wall that blocks you from your goal. If you climb over it, then it takes you a step higher. From your higher perspective, you can see further and are closer to your goal. Reaching a goal is not like walking a straight path. It's like climbing a mountain. And each obstacle you overcome is a step that raises you higher toward your goal. I'm going to share a couple tools to get past obstacles, Jamie said. The first is to keep learning. As you continue to feed the mind and feed the spirit, it will help keep you from sinking into despair and depression. Another tool is to find a team of positive people with similar goals. These are people who help you, not the people who tear you down. I mentor people as a group. I teach a new tool each week for six weeks, and during that time, my clients see incredible progress, she continued. Gathering as a group is a powerful tool for healing and growth. This women's retreat is an example of that power. We are meeting in a group of like-minded people in a positive environment with a goal of becoming better people. You are being strengthened and lifted by the awesome people around you. I want each of you to write a single goal, Jamie instructed, a statement of what you want to be. But don't write it as if it's in the future. Write it in the present tense, beginning with the words, I am. She gave us a few minutes to write a statement. Okay, now look at your statement and think of two specific actions that you can take each day to move yourself towards that goal, she said. Remember, these can be very small things like smiling or speaking kindly, praying for someone, or having positive thoughts, but they must be specific actions that you can actually do. She gave us a few minutes to write down our steps we would take toward becoming what we wanted. If you do those two small acts each day, you will be moving toward your goal, and in turn, your goal will be moving toward you, Jamie said. It doesn't matter how fast you go. What matters is that you're moving forward. If you just keep moving forward, you'll get there. As a word of caution, she added, Do not mistake being busy with moving forward. Being busy doesn't do you any good. It's just treading water faster. It doesn't take you anywhere. Being busy is not the same as progression. So, as you choose your actions, choose small and simple things that help you move forward. 
Jamie wrapped up her presentation by having each of us take a turn mentioning one thing that impressed us from our lesson today and had us reteach that thing to the group. Then came something that made my heart plummet. Suzanne and Jamie each had made flyers for their services as mentors and handed them out. Each had special pricing available for participants in the retreat. Oh, great. Here comes the sales pitch, I thought. I hate sales pitches. Every time someone brings up the topic of selling something, my defensive walls immediately rise and I retreat. I hate people asking for my money. It also makes me question everything that they've said. I don't trust that they want to help me. I figure all they really want is my money, and I don't want to give it to them. I scanned skeptically through Jamie's flyer first. She was offering two programs, one for adults and another for youth ages 12 to 18. They are group mentoring programs and, like most classes, have a start date. The youth group class begins in two months and the adult group class begins in three months. The description read, Join a phenomenal group of people as we work together to break out of ruts and move forward in amazing ways. It's your life. Make it shine. Gain tools to reduce negativity and increase positive thought. Learn amazing simple tools to improve your relationships and repair rifts. Learn how to become the person you want to be and love the person you already are. Transform your connection with time and money from a burden to a blessing. Learn how to make desired changes in your life easily and effectively. Benefit from a live 60-minute online training each week. Enjoy daily support and encouragement from this phenomenal group of people as you progress. A testimonial from a program participant read, This six-week course has seriously changed my life. I have grown so much during this course, and I feel like I have taken leaps and bounds toward reaching my goals. I scanned the tuition price and wondered if this would be something that my teenage daughter would enjoy. I wish I could have brought her to the women's retreat. She would have enjoyed it. She's the one person in my family who won't mock me for all this, I thought. I scanned through Suzanne's flyer. She listed prices for body code energy release sessions as well as three different mentoring packages. The one that interested me most was called the Transformation Package. It was the most inclusive and, of course, it was the most expensive course she offered. It included a three-month program with weekly sessions, six bi-monthly 90-minute mentoring body code sessions, five bi-monthly 30-minute body code energy release sessions, daily accountability with return and report contact. It also included the explanation that weekly body code energy releases help you think and see things more clearly, propelling you forward faster. I thought about the price and pondered. I had some money saved in an account for my personal use and had enough saved to cover the cost of tuition. Is this something that could actually help me, I wondered. I didn't want to spend money to come to this retreat. Well, actually, I didn't want to come at all, even if it had been offered for free. But I've learned so many things that I'm truly glad that I came. I feel like the entire thing was organized just for me. There's no way that I'm going to be able to apply all this information on my own. I can't even remember most of what was said. 
so there's no way I'm going to be able to apply it. I need someone to help me, and I don't think I'll get any support from home. But spending money for help bothers me. Is this a good thing or not? Later, I braved a conversation with Suzanne, sharing my concern about spending money for information and help that I believed should be offered for free. You and I must be related, she laughed. I felt exactly the same way. When I trained in the body code, I offered all my services for free. I had something valuable to help people, and I wanted to help everybody as my service to humanity. My husband counseled me that I needed to charge so that people would value my service, but I ignored him. I figured that he was just upset at the money I had spent in training and wanted me to start earning instead of spending money. The next year was one of the most miserable years of my life, she continued. I worked myself ragged trying to help people who didn't appreciate my efforts at all. People would make appointments, and I would rearrange my schedule to accommodate them, and then they wouldn't show up. People would call and expect me to drop whatever I was doing and help them right now. People wouldn't follow up or let me know if I had helped them. I was overworked and underappreciated. I was miserable. I had to learn from my own experience that the advice my husband gave me was true she said. People need to make some kind of sacrifice in order to value something. Charging my clients isn't about me making money off them. It's about them making a tangible commitment, and that's the only way they will apply what I have to offer. Since I started charging for my services, people value what I do. They follow through. And that makes all the difference. I am no longer overworked and unappreciated, she continued. I set my schedule and still have time for my family. People value my services, and I know that I'm having a positive effect because my clients come back to me and let me know how much it has affected their lives. At this point, I'm still spending more on training than I make on income. But someday those numbers may reverse, and I'm okay with that. I'm making a difference for good, and my services are worth my price. I feel confident, happy, and appreciated now. I've never thought of it that way before, I pondered. I'm not ready to make a decision yet, but I'm not as offended by the idea of hiring a mentor to help me. I tucked the flyers in with the rest of my notes for further consideration. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this section of the book. The next section is available on the following podcast. Please subscribe to receive updates when new episodes are available. The book Crushed is available on Amazon, and the audiobook version will soon be available on Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. Again, my name is Linda Bjork. You can find more information by searching for Linda Bjork Hope for Healing, Linda Bjork Two Good Things, and Linda Bjork Innovative Joy. In closing, I'd like to leave you with an inspirational quote 
by Henry Nguyen. Joy does not simply happen to us. We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every day. I hope that today you choose joy. See you next time on Linda's Corner.